today on the Tearsheet Podcast. I always carry around a quote from a, an SMB owner in a focus group we did a little, little while ago that just really crystallized this. Her quote was, and, and, and she was an adopter of lots of great fintech services from separate providers, and she was a QuickBooks customer and a bank customer. And she said, you know, our fantasy is that someone jams all of our favorite things together in a way that actually works for us. <laughs> that, you know, that's the, that's, that's, that's just nailed it for me that that's the opportunity for banks or other platform providers. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. As banks increasingly work with modern technology providers, ecosystems are forming around them and the businesses they serve. Norm DeLuca is the General Manager of Digital Banking Solutions at Bottomline Technologies. He knows something about ecosystems and something about banking, spending 20 years in the industry. Bottomline works with nearly 1,000 banks around the world to connect them with businesses and innovative partners using digital technologies to help them move the ball forward. Norm DeLuca is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. This is Norm DeLuca. I'm the General Manager of Digital Banking Solutions at Bottomline Technologies. We're a financial technology company that does business with almost 1,000 banks around the world now. And what we really focus on increasingly is trying to connect banks, businesses, and innovative partners in a collaborative ecosystem that can deepen relationships, deepen engagement, and deepen insights. That's our core focus and our our passion. Um, I spent 20 years or so in the banking industry before the last several years at Bottom Line, and um, my primary focus is trying to connect the dots between what banks and businesses need and what bottom line can do with our portfolio of digital technologies to to help them to help them move the ball forward. So before we hop into the the, the meat of the conversation, I'm curious, Norm, about um, that experience that you had on the banking side and now you're you're, you're working with banks. Um, how, how does that inform um, your perspective today in working with banks? It's a great question. It's um, deeply informative for um, how we work with banks. I, I, um, I think a lot has changed in the last 20 years for the mm-hmm. banking industry, but a lot has remained the same. So a lot of the issues are still um, very, very similar to what, um, you know, how, where they've been for the last couple of decades um, in some respects. But there's a significant amount of acceleration, I think, finally, I'd say finally, because it just it just feels like over the last couple of years, an inflection point that's uh, got banks really focused on embracing the challenge and the opportunity to really accelerate digital transformation. Um, you know, my, my ex- I spent a lot of my career really focused on building businesses around small businesses and SMBs for banking companies. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's really been very uh, informative as I try to help, really help, I'd say translate. You know, I, I see my role in a lot of respects as a translator between the world of technology in the world mm-hmm. of banking and really trying to connect with the real underlying problems banks are trying to solve for their customers and how they're trying to engage with customers in the way that they always have, but now brought forward into the digital domain. So a lot of issues are the same and the needs are the same, but the um, ability today of digital technologies to connect banks and businesses is something that's completely different. And I think banks are really starting to get their head around it over the last couple of years. And it's an exciting time to try to be in the middle of it. 
So, so maybe you can set the stage for us. Let's let's start first with um, small banking and uh, small business banking. Excuse me, and and maybe start on the small business side. Like, what are what are the what are they what are small businesses challenged with today? And I guess you know the other side of that question is you know how how can banks help them? So maybe we'll start with with SMB needs. Sure. So the um, the events of the last twelve months with the um, uh, pandemic and everything associated with it has obviously had a massive impact on the small business sector, and it's really challenged them and stressed them in a lot of ways. And I, and I think what it's done is really crystallized and accelerated some of the key underlying needs that have been there all along, uh, but now have really come to the forefront. So the first is um, need for more accessibility to affordable digital solutions that are more purpose-built and tailored to the needs of smaller businesses. Um, as there's been kind of an explosion over the last year in um, the demand for access to these services digitally out of need, um, it's really brought that, really heightened that, um, that issue. And unfortunately, the history of the banking industry and the technology community that supports it has not been as focused on purpose-built and tailored solutions to the unique for the unique needs of this very complex, diverse SMB segment. So purpose-built solutions that enable more affordable and accessible uh, digital technologies. And then the second uh, big one is um, really cash. And you know, cash is the lifeblood of all businesses, but it's really the lifeblood of smaller businesses. A huge amount of small businesses live sort of you know, hand to mouth on cash flow and they need access to capital, but also access to better services that help them better manage their cash. And banks are a logical provider of those solutions, um, but haven't always provided the most comprehensive tailor-made cash management, cash forecasting solutions for smaller businesses. This is a really compelling need, which again has always been there, but has been amplified uh, by the events of the last uh, last year. So access to digital technologies that are more purpose-built for the segment, uh, access to cash in the form of access to capital, but also services that can help businesses better manage, forecast, plan around cash, which is the absolute lifeblood of their existence, are, are the main um, areas of need. I liked. I really liked how you said that that uh, banks lack sort of purpose-built tools uh, and services for small businesses. And we've had a few guests on the show recently that talked about sort of this. The idea that small businesses fall into this no man's land within banks, that they're too big and their needs are more complex than a, than a consumer account, yet commercial accounts are typically not, not, not right for them either. Uh, how does that feel to you, that description of, of where SMBs fall out sort of in traditional banks' portfolio? Yeah, I, I just think that's an incredibly important issue that's at the heart of the matter in understanding this segment and why it's traditionally not been well served by the banking industry and why it's been so heavily targeted by non-banks who perceive the opportunity from under-servicing the segment uh, and, and why, however, 
we think, and I definitely think it's still a really big opportunity for banks, a big growth opportunity because of a lot of natural advantages that they, they have. So for, for any industry, um, small businesses are a tough nut to crack. The, the reason is that they are generally, they have a need for more complicated services and advice than consumer consumers and therefore can't be reached effectively with the same mass market mm -hmm. um, models as consumers. Yet they don't have the revenue size and wallet potential that justifies a business model for larger enterprises. And for banks, that means you know, intensive direct relationship manager coverage, et cetera. So they, they fall in between, especially for, for banks, because the whole system of banking was really designed around retail and commercial mm -hmm. to, to be focused on consumers or larger commercial enterprises. And this really big segment in the middle, which is neither consumer nor commercial, has always gotten a little bit lost in the shuffle, whether it's solutions, uh, organizational structures of banks, there's not always clear ownership of the segment at a high level. And the, therefore, you know, the ability to build great business cases for serving it better, it tends to get subsumed, you know, under other parts of the organization, lacks ownership and advocacy. It's an issue for kind of structurally for almost any industry that looks to serve the small business uh, segment, but for banks, politically, culturally, organizationally, historically, the nature of their information technology stacks and infrastructure, everything sort of the natural flow is against serving this segment well. And that's why they need to you know, ch make changes very affirmatively in the way they do business and the way they're organized um, to do a better job of meeting the needs of this segment. So, so how does a bank then um serve small businesses with the right product set and profitably i guess that's that's the billion dollar question right like so how, how would how would you if a bank comes and, and you're out for coffee with uh the cto or whoever you're selling into like how, how do you how would you advise them to start to get their hands around this so the starting point is um effective segmentation and targeting because one size fits all doesn't work. And even when banks, lots of banks historically focus on the small business segment, they tend to think about it too monolithically, if you will. And it's an incredibly diverse segment that ranges from you know, tens of millions of small office and home office entrepreneurs whose needs are more consumer-like to larger small businesses that are doing business internationally, are digitally native, and have really, you know, relatively complex needs that often mirror those of larger enterprises. So a one-size-fits-all approach, which we see too often, or a you know, an imprecisely segmented approach to it is um, a root cause of the problem and a driver of the solution. Specifically, um, we see always that lots and lots of small businesses are trapped on consumer banking platforms. Um, and there's a lack of precision in separating the fairly large number of small businesses that probably are well-served on that platform. And the subset 
that is especially underserved and therefore really high potential uh, in terms of their demand for financial management services that their banks can provide, but they're, but they're trapped in a consumer platform that doesn't offer uh, any of those kinds of services, capital access, cash management, business payment services, et cetera. And it, the, the, the trick is to be able to use, and now um, you know, the, the technology is there cost-effectively to be able to use AI and machine learning, which, which we're doing with lots of our bank clients now to really precisely target, not just generically small business, but which of those smaller businesses is truly underserved because there's a big gap between its the needs that are clearly evidenced in its profile and what the bank has, um, what the what they're doing with the bank today. Um, so that's that's a really really big starting point is targeting the right ones and identifying the high potential from the low potential and um, directing marketing and directing uh, services uh, in that direction. That's the key. That's the key starting point, or, or everything breaks down around it. Got it right. You got to know who your target is. Um, when you think about um, the evolution of banking, given your, your your experience in the in the industry, um, and sort of the n- newer players, like it's clear that you know big tech also wants to get into to banking. Amazon's already you know lending billions of dollars just to small businesses selling on their marketplace. Um, how real is that threat of of companies? Um, I guess you know, octagonal to, to, to financial services moving in to basically service small businesses um, that they're already doing business with now? I, I think the threat is profoundly real and banks are well served to be very paranoid and realistic about it. And, and I think that there is just in the last couple of years, you know, I think there's been a real increasing realization that the, the threats are real. And, and I think they're in a couple of um, a couple of categories. One is um, opportunity costs. One of the other things that's I think held banks back in this space for a long time is a lack of confidence in the ability and willingness of smaller businesses to pay for services. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's a result of the, um, the history of having everything lumped together under consumer and a lot of other dynamics. What um, lots of fintechs who've been, there's a, there's a lot of venture capital and private equity money appropriately that's been directed at targeting the underserved small business and SMB segments. And a lot of those fintech innovators have done banks a big service because they've proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that that was a myth and that small businesses do have, many of them, the high potential ones, the ability and willingness to pay a very fair price for a good service and a good value proposition. And I think that's opened eyes. There was some skepticism about that for a long period of time, but that, I think that's opened up um, a lot of eyes to the opportunity. So there's there are opportunity costs there where um, banks are losing um, opportunities to extend their traditional payments and cash management services more deeply into serving the needs of small businesses who are being attracted to you know other other providers and other um, uh, whether it's square or other other providers quickbooks in the space they're really taking a lot of um, potential business away from banks that's a very natural extension of their core business the other big threat is to the core business the core business for banks is 
basic taking deposits and making loans. Um, I think there's an increasing realization that that's not as safe uh, as it once was, and that the more this encroachment from fintechs and non-banks, um, whether they're really large technology platform providers like Amazon or niche fintech uh, providers like Build.com, um, you know, the closer they get to the core, the more ultimately that core is also at risk. Um, the core deposit account, the core lending franchise has obviously been um, under attack for a while. So I think there's a, you know, a realization that all of these uh, alternatives who are so focused on this market, the good news is they've um, uh, awakened banks to the fact that it was a myth that small businesses wouldn't pay uh, for good value propositions and good services. They, they've awakened to the risk that a lot of these um, alternative providers are trying to unbundle the traditional banking relationship along you know, product lines and take the more profitable parts of the relationship away. And ultimately, I think they realize that um, even the core business is increasingly at risk as this encroachment is getting closer and closer to home. Well, can a bank then go at it alone? Um, you set up the, the, the table and the stakes are very high, obviously. Um, you've got you know, fintechs competing for small business uh, uh, attention uh, and revenues, as well as big tech moving in. Um, banks obviously have a lot of assets. Um, they have the, obviously the, their licensing and they have their customer base and, and, and footprints in local communities. Um, is, it, is, it, is it a zero sum game? Is it, is it fintech and big, and big tech versus banks? Or is there, do you see a world where they, where they partner um, and sort of everybody wins? So um, I, I think the future is about collaboration. So I, I think it's um, not a zero sum game. It's not mutually exclusive. And I think a key uh, strategy for banks, which we're really um, putting a lot of attention and focus on ourselves is identifying the right innovators who are bank centric in their approach, meaning that they want to collaborate with banks because they recognize that banks do have really large customer bases as you said, they really do have a lot of intrinsic advantages, uh, the regulatory license, the still the higher level of relative uh, trust as a steward of important financial information and, and financial matters. Um, they do have, you know, lots of um, those small to mid-sized banks still have great community profiles and relationship profiles. So lots of fintechs recognize the value of banks and recognize that banks aren't going away and that it's it's wise to try to collaborate banks need to identify you know the bank centric innovators from the innovators that are more focused on disrupting them in the long run and i think there is a clear distinction uh, between bank centric innovators we work we work with a partner and i know it's been on your uh, podcast uh, steve roberts ceo of autobooks is sure. a, a new partner of bottom line and we've been we're working collaboratively in the small business segment to combine our uh, digital banking platform or, or embed the autobooks capabilities into our digital banking platform to make it more effective at reaching and servicing smaller businesses and deepening relationships with small businesses as autobooks does uh, really well. Autobooks is an example of a, a bank-centric innovator that um, can enable banks to provide really 
cool innovative services, but but without, and this is the key, without compromising their vital interests, which are engagement with the customer, primary ownership of the customer relationship, and, and a brand identity with with the customer. That's that's the key for the banking industry when they get into collaboration with fintechs. It's to it's to recognize um, how to collaborate effectively to bring innovation, but without compromising primary ownership of the customer relationship and the customer engagement level, which in the long run is going to determine who the winners or losers, winners and losers are, as it tends to do in any disrupted or disrupting industry. The ones that come out the other side with ownership of customer engagement um, are usually the ones that win. You know, the they win the lion's share of the economics if they emerge as the orchestrators of this new ecosystem. So that's the higher level competition for banks uh, that they're engaged in is can they get better at customer engagement skills, which they've been you know, very uh, underdeveloped on relative to digital native and new, new providers, because they've got to they've keep that high ground, even as they collaborate, and, which they must do in order to take advantage of the opportunity, they need to sustain that high ground, which is customer engagement and ownership of the customer relationship. So, so I get that. And I guess in the remaining time that we have, what makes, you know, bottom lines relationship with, with banks and with auto books successful, I guess, can you abstract out what, what makes that a good relationship and maybe as a model going forward for, for banks to, to move more strongly or more firmly into digital and into servicing SMBs. Sure, uh, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great model, and it's one that we're looking to repeat across uh, a larger ecosystem of what we think of as the bank centric innovators. Um, so it's a good, and AutoBooks is a really uh, really good example. What um, what AutoBooks is doing, and I, I think this is really important in this space as well. Um, the, the the main uh, big thing banks can do well is they can extend themselves more deeply into the everyday financial management operations of their business clients, especially small businesses and SMBs who need uh, more of these services. Um, the other thing that they need, uh, smaller businesses, is um, a, a, an intermediary who really understands their business and can help integrate and coordinate all of these different services that they need in a more coherent way. I, I always carry around a quote from a, an SMB owner in a focus group we did a little, little while ago that just really crystallized this. Her quote was, and, and, and she was an adopter of lots of great fintech services from separate providers, and she was a QuickBooks customer and a bank customer. And she said, you know, our fantasy is that someone jams all of our favorite things together in a way that actually works for us. <laughs> that, you know, that's the, that's that's, that just nailed it for me that that's the opportunity for banks or other platform providers right, is to, you know, step into the midst of all this, you know, increasing choice and complexity. All of these things on a one-off basis are great, but especially for small businesses who lack the depth of professional financial management staff, you know, they don't have lots of people coming to work all day to manage the complexity, you know, on a, on a single one-off basis. So they're, they really need someone who can emerge in the digital domain as the one who pulls it together for them. 
that you know that's that's the opportunity for banks but but what's underneath that also is the system of record for businesses the system of record for businesses financially is the gl the general ledger not the bank account and this is where auto books is really um smart in the way that they're approaching this problem. Um, if banks are really gonna play that role, which, which at the end of the day means a unified view of data that can be translated into really meaningful engagement and advice that wins customer loyalty and customer lifetime value. If they're gonna play that role, they have to be able to embrace the GL. They have to be able to integrate the general ledger or the accounting software of the business with the data in the banking systems and in online banking to get to that high ground and be the source of truth, if you will. So behind the scenes, that's a lot of the competitive focus. It's between a big, you know, an ecosystem that's more around the general ledger, like the QuickBooks ecosystem that wants to put the accounting software at the center of the universe and take the engagement high ground away from banks and banks who want to create an ecosystem that keeps the bank at the center of the universe. AutoBooks is an example of a partner that helps banks bridge that. They work exclusively with banks, but they are focused on bringing a single integrated back office to small businesses that binds, especially when they're integrated with our digital banking platform. It combines in with both the general ledger and online banking to come up with a, a unified view of the relationship and a unified view of the data that can be translated into the insights that really deepen engagement and win the battle you know, at the high ground where it matters the most. Norm DeLuca, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Okay, thanks, Zach. Appreciate your time. Have a great day.